Anyway, let's give Jesus some praise. How about that? Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We honor you. We magnify the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, as we touch and agree right now around the covenant table with promises from on high, we bless you and thank you, Lord, that we have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive from you. And Lord, we thank you that the power of the Holy Ghost flows across this land. We thank you that each and every heart that's here, every life that's represented here right now, the power of God minister to and through each and every individual's life. I call wayward sons and daughters home. I call the families that have been broken to be restored and healed right now. I speak to the things that have caused strife and division in the family units across this nation and the things that have gendered fear to be bound and removed right now. I release the anointing of God to remove these burdens and destroy these yokes. And let the anointing of the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher be welcome and resident in this house of faith right now and always. We bless you and thank you for these things. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 If you receive that, say, I receive it for myself. I receive it for my neighbor. <laughs> and that means it is well. In Jesus' name, amen. I've never done this before, so this is a new thing right here. But I saw a pastor doing it, and I thought that looks pretty cool. I'm going to try it. So anyway, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I would not, will not, and never sin against you. Amen. And I want to encourage you. What God says in his word is forever settled in heaven. God's made no mistakes about anything that he's called you to. And I know that pastor's been talking about um, heavenly man, heavenly woman, heavenly family, heavenly things, and, and just on and on and on about the goodness of heaven. Amen? And heaven is a wonderful place. Heaven is a real place. And heaven is so close to us. The Apostle Paul made a statement trying to let people know that their deliverance was so close to them it was in their mouth. Amen? The thing that you need from heaven is so close to you, it's already in your mouth. It's just a matter of calling out to God and standing on the promises of God. Amen. There's things that's challenging this nation, the United States of America, which is a great nation and was founded upon principles of the Word of God and covenant issues. Everything that God has on his mind, you're included in it. Everything that God has on his mind are covenant issues. He's not concerned about all the other things that are distractions or things that are trying to get people to, to take side roads or become distorted or become fearful. God has not given unto you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. If you're carrying pain in your life today and somebody does not understand that, Jesus does. Amen. It might, be, it might seem insignificant to somebody else, but if you're experiencing the effects of it, it's real to you and it's real to God. And covenant issues, covenant promises will take care of those things in your life. Pastor was talking about the tithe a minute ago. 
I want to encourage you along these lines. Stay faithful in your tithes. Every time that you tithe, and don't tell me, after 42 years of studying the book, don't tell me that it passed away with the law. It passed straight through Calvary, and it began before the law, and it honors God, and it is. Come on, everybody say, the tithe is my covenant link with heavenly matters, my heavenly Father, and all that's connected to him. Now the world is trying to scare people and, and breed fear in people and all that, but our tithe is our covenant link. We can't buy anything from God, but we honor God, and the tithe is a worship. It's an act of worship, and there's a prophetic release in your life, there should be, when you honor God with the tithes. There's tithes, offerings, and alms. Those three things are financial things that operate in the kingdom of God, in the child of God and in the heavenly family that we've been learning about. Amen? Come on, everybody say, I'm part of that family. <clears throat> the tithe, as we honor God, and this is one of the first things I learned when I become a Christian, and I don't have time to get into all the details about it, but my pastor taught me this. Listen to me. Everybody, everybody say, that includes me. Look at your neighbor and say, that includes you too. Yeah, come on, look at each other and say, he's talking to us right now. Listen to me, everybody has a pastor. A lot of people, I don't need a pastor, and I don't need this, it's just Jesus and me. Well, that sounds great, but that's not scriptural, and that's not the way God operates. God has a pastor for you, and thank God for these pastors right here that are set where they are right now. They're set people in this nation and in this community and in this state. And thank God for them. When you honor God with the tithes, God is standing with you in your declaration. Now, this is your declaration when you honor God with the tithes. Because if, if God doesn't get it, the devil's going to get it. You'll, you will never touch the tithe and have anything to do with it, ever. The tithe is for consumption in the priesthood. And if you do not do it, the devourer will get it. You will never... It will not do anything for you but cause problems in your life. And, and don't say there's 90% left. No, you've got 100% left to do what you want with your offerings and with your alms. The tenth, one thin dime out of every dollar that you increase with belongs to God. Make sure it gets there. Why? God knew that these times were coming on the face of this earth right now. Amen? And every time you honor God and worship God and release your tithes to him, not to try to control pastor or the church or the, anything that's going on anywhere. When you release it, it's, it's God's. And you, when you release it in faith, there's something that takes place in the realms of the heavenlies. You're declaring your financial independence from this world's economic system. What you've done is cut yourself away from Pharaoh and his group. And you know who they are. <laughs> Amen. They're stealing everything they can because the nature of the devil is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Amen? God's wisdom has already been established in covenant matters, and you need to take these things to heart, and I know you probably do. I know that pastor teaches you well, but walk in these things and live in these things. How many of you want to be free? About half of you. How many of you want to stay in bondage? <laughs> You don't have to if you don't want to. It's a choice. It is a choice. If you choose to be free, you can be free and enjoy the benefits of it. 
If you want to be in bondage, you can stay in bondage. Amen. In any, any level of anything that goes on in our life. Well, pastor asked me about some things and he said, you know, talked about some of the things he'd been teaching about heavenly issues. Somebody told me one time that, you know, that don't become so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. You ever heard that one? That didn't come out of the Bible. <laughs> Amen. If you put on the anointed mind of Christ, you're thinking the thoughts of God and you cannot get any more heavenly minded than the mind of the anointed one and his anointing. Amen. When you become heavenly minded, you're going to do the earth some good. Because you'll be thinking the thoughts of God. I have, say this with me, I have the mind of Christ. I think the thoughts of God. I'm not in the dark. The light is on because I am the light of the world. Jesus made this for me. And I stand in it. And I live in it. And I see clearly every place I need to go. And I know everything I need to know. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I want to talk to you just for a few moments. You'll have to come back to the next service to get the rest of it, page two. But anyway, uh, how many of you like the rest of the story? Yeah, there's always more in God. Always more in God. Amen. In uh, Hebrews chapter three, verse one from the King James Version of the Bible, the Word of God gives us instructions. It says, Wherefore, holy brethren. You hear how quiet that got? Trying to figure out, I wonder who that is. Am I part of that or is it them? Come on, everybody, put both hands up and say, I'm part of the family of God. I am a member of the body of Christ. I am a holy brethren. <laughs> yeah, talking to us. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. The heavenly calling. Consider the apostle and the high priest of our profession Christ Jesus. Now think about this for a moment. Consider him. Consider the way that he is. And I want to encourage you to learn the ways of God because they're available to people. And as you learn the ways of God, you're going to find out that the ways of the world are in direct opposition to the ways of God. Amen. If you walk in the ways of God, you will walk in integrity. And if you walk in integrity, your footsteps will always be secure and God will always show you the way to go in any situation. When the Spirit of the Lord speaks to you, listen and obey. Don't move in presumption on anything. If you lose your peace by chance, stop where you are and listen until you, and if you'll just be still and pray in the Spirit and do the things the Word of God says, Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of God Rule. Let it be the umpire, the decision maker in all that you do. If you lose your peace in this thing called transitioning in this world right here, how many of you know that we're just passing through? I'm a pilgrim. You're a pilgrim. We be pilgrims. We're just passing through. Amen. Don't try to make your residence something solid, you know, that because uh, it's going to perish. Amen. You build and you store up, and you look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, amen, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. I wonder why. He saw beyond those things. You as a supernatural powerhouse in the earth can have the ability to see beyond natural circumstances and situations. You have the ability to prophesy at any given time, in any given moment, that the power of the living God 
will cause a standard to be raised at anything that is trying to oppose you on any level. You have authority in three worlds, things in heaven, things on earth, and things under the earth. You have a name that's been named above everything in three worlds, that at the name of Jesus, woo, things in heaven, things on earth, and things under the earth are going to have to bow their knee, amen? And listen to me, people want to be free. People want to be free. God created mankind to be free, male and female, that is mankind. God made no mistakes with people's gender, never has, never will. And if you have an identity crisis, find your identity in the covenant of God. Amen? And walk in it. He's made no mistakes about those things. It's a devil's lie that's trying to cause problems in people's li uh, lives. There's three things. Come on, everybody say, there's three things. And I need to know these three things. Come on, everybody say, I need to know these things. Now, don't be left out on this one here. Listen, if you want to be free, and listen, let me, let me describe and break down like a fraction what freedom is. Freedom is the ability to do what is right at all times without pressure. That means you do it because you can and you want to. How many of you ever desired to do something and there was so much stuff pulling on you or so many strings attached that you could not. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a free man right here. I've been free since May the 11th, 1980. I did not know all the things that I was supposed to walk in at the time, but I heard the heavenly calling, and I gave my heart. I didn't give him half of what I sit on. I gave him my whole heart and life, everything. What does God want from me and you? All. That's all he wants is all. Amen? He's worthy of it. Amen? In Hebrews chapter uh, 9, verse 22, it says, And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission, or there's no putting away, or there's no destroying the effects of sin. Sin brings bondage and slavery. And the planet's been walking in it because of high treason. Thank God that the blood of Jesus has eradicated those things once and for all, and God has wiped the slate clean, past, present, and future for every human being, period. Now, salvation has been paid for in full. I stood with a $100 bill in my hand at my, in my service one day at church, and I was talking about how this is yours. And I talked about the $100 bill. I talked about what it could do. It could do a lot then. does very little anymore but it still is a, a denomination, and it is a tool. Money is a tool. Come on, everybody say, money is a tool. Money answers all things. The, the Bible says that money answers all things. How many of you got bills right now, and money would answer your bills? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with money. It's an improper relationship with money that's always going to cause you problems. And a lot of people are in fear and in bondage to those things as well. Give it all to Jesus, amen? Without the shedding of blood, there is no putting away or destroying of slavery and bondage, there is no freedom. Amen? These are things, how many, how many of you heard when they had the bug running, they say the bug's running again, and you don't have to be a part of the bug unless you want to be bugged. Amen? And, uh, but anyway, they were saying you can't hang out with your family, you can't go to work, 
you can't do this, you can't do that. And they were conditioning people's lives. And it's, it's a slavery issue. It's a bondage issue. It's a taskmaster issue. Amen. And, um, and without, you know, this and without that, you're going to have to do without this and you're going to have to do without that and you're going to have to do without traveling. And ultimately what they're trying to do is that you're going to have to do without God. Okay? So there's, these are the three things that God said that you cannot do without. Who's going to take the upper hand in this? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord and we're going to take the upper hand concerning these things. Three things, and this is something God told me to share with people. It's simple, but it's very profound, and the body of Christ needs to realize what's going on in their lives. Without, without the, what does it say? And without, without, come on over and say without. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. There is no freedom without the shedding of blood, and Jesus' blood is the end of it all. Amen? Number two. Come on up and say, give me number two, because I need it. <laughs> and and uh, number two, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, says, but without faith, but without faith, say it with me, but without faith, it is impossible to please God, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently Diligently, diligently, diligently. Do diligence, church. Come on, church. Diligently. Be diligent in everything you put your hands to. Be diligent in everything in your thought life. Be diligent in all your ways, in all your actions. Paul gave uh, instruction to the, to the Galatians and told them to walk in the Spirit, talking about walking the ways of the Holy Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust and the desires and the pressures of the flesh. Amen. Flesh is an age-old problem with people, but if you shoot that sucker in the head and put him down once and for all, a dead man can't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> I realize that I'm a dead man that's been walking because resurrection power and God life came into me and breathed the breath of life into me. Amen. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Dead man can't get offended. Dead man can't get mad and upset. I learned these things along the way, learning the ways of God to fulfill a heavenly calling. Amen? Woo! <laughs> Respect and reward comes. What you do not respect, you will lose access to. What you do not respect, and this is what the world's trying to teach your children in the public schools, and trying to teach on the way of the job site is even being taught in some what they call churches. Listen, big difference in church folk and Christians. Big difference in church folk and Christians. To be a Christian is to be Christ-like. Hmm? To be church folk, that's just stuff that rots on a pew. Hmm. You don't believe me? Watch this. Take a deep breath in. Let it out. Do it one more time. Let it out. One more time. Let it out. Now look at your neighbor sitting next to you squarely in the eyes and say, is that your religion I'm smelling right now? Because <laughs> it sure does stink. 
Religion does nothing but puts people into bondage. It's full of traps and schemes and snares and strategies of darkness. If the light's on, and you are the light that is on on the face of the earth, you're walking this planet with light that's shining brighter than anything that this globe can comprehend in its own natural ways. You are a supernatural powerhouse in the earth, on the earth, for the earth. Amen? You, the body of Christ, the many members that are fitly joined together. Jesus is the head of the body. Amen? Come on, people. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is not a movement. Faith is not something you try. You approach God by faith. We've been in different dispensations since there's recorded man in the Word of God, and we're in this grace age, the church age right, right now, which is another dispensation. And God did these things, but the, God was reaching out to man the whole time. But the only way that man could ever approach God in any dispensation of time is by faith. It's the only thing that pleases him, amen? Faith is not a movement. Don't, don't make fun about it and don't listen to fools that talk about it like that because anybody that's making light of the life of faith is foolish and doesn't know what you're talking about. Amen? Come on, people. Do you know that faith has a language? It's a heavenly language. It's not tongues. That's a heavenly language as well. I do it out loud and I do it where it can't be heard. I do it everywhere I go. The Apostle Paul said, I pray in tongues, I speak in tongues more than you all. What happened? He walked in realms of revelation that man could not understand and wrote church government that people need to be following to this day. Why? Because he stepped into a realm, a heavenly realm, following a heavenly calling to fulfill the will of God on the face of the earth. You should never, as a child of God, say, I don't hear my father's voice. Listen, I've been in ministry 42 years in, in a month and a half now, or a month, okay? <laughs> I didn't meet Jesus in, you know, in a Sunday school meeting, I met him in the middle of the hell that I had going on in my life. God saved me, delivered me, filled me with the Holy Ghost, and did all kind of cool things, but that was just the beginning. And then one day, because I gave my life to him, he came and required something of me. And I didn't know what it was. It didn't make sense. But I said, Lord, I want to be able to do anything you want me to do at any time. I've given it all to you. I surrender all. There's no turning back in this thing. And he spoke to me in that time of prayer. And that's when he told me to start Tribe of Judah Motorcycle Ministries, which there was no thing on the face of the earth like that that was ministering to outlaw motorcycle clubs anywhere on, on the planet at the time. Amen? Now, it did not make sense to anybody. Didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but I went and did. Come on, everybody say, I'm going to went and did. That sounds real slick, doesn't it? What are you doing? Well, I'm going to went and did. What? I'm going to went and did what God said. If you can reduce your life, if you can reduce your life to this right here, I promise you things are going to change for you. If you can reduce your life 
to saying only what you hear him say and doing only what you hear or see him do. I call it, this is my doctrinal statement about it, I call it hearsay, see, do. Hearsay, come on, everybody. Hearsay, see, do. Yeah, it's an easy thing when you boil it down like that. I like to cut right straight to the quick in the situation and get right to the root of things. And that's what Jesus said. Jesus said, and he is our example, by the way, Jesus is our patterned son, amen? And uh, anyway, he's head of the church, savior of the body. Stay connected to him. Don't disconnect yourself. Don't disconnect yourself. Do not disconnect yourself, amen? There's nothing else that can disconnect you. Only you can disconnect yourself. And God, listen to me, and God will not leave you. He will not leave you. Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. He's with you the whole ride to the end of the world. Amen? So if you disconnect yourself from him, he's not suffering from it. It's a matter of your just self-inflicted torture. And that comes from an unrenewed mind. God did not save your mind. Wouldn't that be cool if he did? Huh? <laughs> look, at your, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I think there's hope for you. <laughs> if you can get this thing, if you can get the word in your coconut and drink it all up, life's going to be good for you. Amen? This is where most of the battles are won and lost right here between your ears. This is precious real estate in here in your soul, mind, will, and emotions. Amen? Put right things in it. There's no freedom without the shedding of blood. It's impossible to please God without faith. That brings respect and reward. Last thing, number three, and then we're going to pray. Woo! Jesus said this in John chapter 15, verse 5. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. Here's the without right here. For without me, you can do nothing. Don't separate yourself from the things of God. For without him, you can do nothing, no thing. See, a lot of people think they've done all this and they've done all that. People say things, pastor said wonderful things about me just a minute ago. <laughs> the only wonderful thing in my life is Jesus. Amen. That is the only thing is him. But I found out that I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Nothing is impossible to me because I am a believer in his word. I am a doer of his word. And that's where you should have shouted me too. Some of you got it. Third thing, without him, you can do nothing. These are things that God said you cannot do without, without, without. Without the shedding of blood, without faith, and without him, you can do nothing. And I'll leave this thought with you. Follow the feet. Jesus is talking about it right here in John 15, 5. Follow the feet of them that are bearing fruit of righteousness. God will put somebody in your life and cross your path with somebody that you can do these things. That's the importance, my friends. 
of finding your pastor, which I believe that you have because this is a safe place of, of, of God's promise right here. Amen. And in doing so, receive an honor, and I know you do, the pastor that God has gotten for you. See, a lot of people, church shop, that's not right. A lot of people might let a pastor get close to them, but that guy's got, that person's got, those people got things that you need, I need, and that all of us need, amen? In the world that we're living in right now, we need to be lining our life up with things that God wants us to do. Fool around with those things and nothing else. Get away from everything that's opposed to God. Don't fellowship with darkness. Don't go in business with darkness. Don't care how much it looks like it's going to be great. It's a trap. Amen. Keep yourself separated. Keep yourself consecrated and keep yourself dedicated to the things of God and you will walk in victory every day of your life. Amen. God has restored everything in my life that I can imagine. I don't have time to talk about it all. But the bottom line is I heard a call. It's a heavenly call and I didn't hear it in this ear. I didn't hear it in this ear. I heard it in this ear right here. And in your knower, when that heavenly call sweeps across your life like it is right now, yield to the process of God and do it quickly and stay with it. If you stay with it, your provision will always be there. If you stay with it, all your needs shall be met there. If you stay with that, it's the safest place you can be on the planet. Somebody asked me here recently, said, uh, Aren't you concerned? I was on a commercial flight. Aren't you concerned about this airplane crashing or this, that, and the other? And I said, no, I'm not concerned about it at all. They said, hey, you just seem like you're just a chilled-out person. I said, well, I guess you could say that. I walk in the cool of the day. <laughs> That's pretty chilly when God makes it that way. Amen? And I said, this is the safest place on the planet. And they said, where? I said, wherever I am is the safest place on earth. And they said, how could you really, do you really believe that? I, I know that. I know that. How could you know that? Because I know him. Here, listen. The paycheck for sin is death. That's the wages that pays out every time on it. You do not have to walk in the place of condemnation you don't even have to think about an issue of sin in your life anymore if you understand that you've been bought with a price, totally redeemed and restored to your original creation purpose, and here it is right here, your marching orders for the rest of eternity in your heavenly calling is to know him and to make him known. That's it right there. Amen? That's all I got to say. Oh, yeah. Whew, man, I'm so glad we have two services today. Um, I asked Pastor Ben if he would just say a prayer over us before we go home today. But before we do, I want to encourage all of you uh, to give an offering to Pastor Ben's life. He doesn't ask for it. There's no honorarium prerequisite. I just called him up and said, hey, I've been preaching for eight weeks and I would like a little break. And he said, okay. And so um, I'm so glad that you're here. And I love that. I love that. And I took lots of notes today. 
Yeah, because you reminded me yesterday how important it is to take notes. So I brought my journal. But anyway, <laughs> um, so you guys, there's ways just if you can give something for Pastor Ben's life, do it. We're going to make sure we take care of him. Um, you guys know all the ways to do that. But um, I just want to say one quick word because the Lord spoke this to me during worship. And then when I was sitting down here again, and there's somebody here that's been really skeptical and really jaded towards church. And you've been coming reluctantly, but you're here. And the Lord was speaking to me about the heavenly calling of God on your life and the anointing that he's put on your life and how the hardship and the adversity and the struggles and the questions have happened because the enemy knows the call on your life and the enemy doesn't want you to step into it. And I want to say as the pastor here that I'm really glad that you're here, whoever you are. You, you have such a call on your life and there's not many places you're going to be able to go because of how you look or your style or the struggles. And I just want to say that you fit here. You belong here. And I'm glad that you're here, whoever you are, okay? Don't let the past keep you back. It's a new day. It's a new day in the kingdom. God has remnant churches. Not every church is a remnant church, but a remnant means a small, uncompromising, faithful few. And I believe that this is a remnant church. And um, so anyway, if that ministered to you, Come and let me know. I'll pray for you. All right? Okay. Let's all stand. And I'm going to have Pastor Ben pray us out. Well, if nobody's told you today that they love you, this is something God told me to tell people everywhere. He told me to tell the one percenters. Years ago, I said, Lord, what do you want me to tell them? He said, you tell them this. And I've told them all over the world, and they know it now. He said, you tell them that I believe in them and that I love them unconditionally. So if nobody's told you today that they love you or believe in you, I believe in you, I love you, and greater than that, God loves you and God believes in you. Your greatest days have suddenly come upon you while you've been sitting here today. Amen. If you are separated from God and you need to return to Him, if you've just been going through motions but the intimacy with God's not there and you want that or you need to return to it, all you got to do is be honest with Him. That's all it takes. In just a couple of split seconds, God can change everything. If you're here before I pray the closing prayer, I want to pray the opening prayer for hearts that need it. Now, if you need to give your heart to Jesus or return to Him, or you've never really given your whole life to Him, slip your hand up right now if you're willing to. It's not a matter of being good or bad. It's a matter of do you accept what He did at the cross for you? And do you accept what He did at the grave for you? Amen. Get them up power, I can see them. Hands all over the place. 
all over the place. There you go. Your life's going to change because there's a heavenly call that pierced your heart today in the middle of just a few moments of an encounter with God. You'll never be the same again. Let's all, everybody, pray this prayer together right out loud where you can hear it with your own ears. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for me, shed your life blood, hung on the cross at Calvary to destroy the effect of sin concerning my life forever. I believe that God raised you from the dead, that you're alive right now, and that the power of your resurrection conquered and defeated death, hell, and the grave for me. I accept you, Jesus, and I confess you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. I turn my heart, my mind, and my body away from the world and the sin in it. And I thank you, Lord, you receive me as your own. I forgive every person, every circumstance that's ever done me wrong, and I let it all go right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, I'm forgiven as well. And I receive these things. I receive my healing. I receive my deliverance right now, Jesus' name. Now, everybody, both hands up. I speak the blessing of God to you, in you, through you, and all around you, that your footsteps are ordered of the Lord, that you walk in the realms of the Spirit of God all the days of your life, that you end up at the right place at the right time, and right results begin to come of it. And when you realize these things are going on because of the sensitivity of your heart and life in the Spirit of God, you'll stretch forth your hands and bless humanity around you because you can. I give you a charge now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth that the work of the evangelist will burn clean through you to where you will reach out to all of mankind at all times at every occasion and be bold in those things and turn many to righteousness in Jesus' name, amen. You're an absolute joy, Rock City. I love you. Thank you. God bless you.